we all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are all built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reu hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. From grandmothers who whispered in their baby girl ear, to fathers on dimly lit street corners instructing young soldiers to always keep their eyes open. You be queen. You were fire. You were passed through centuries on the hands of your daughters. They called you wisdom. Proverbs. On the backs of diamond-eyed schoolchildren who grew into hymnals recited by amethyst-holding urban philosophers who recited neighborhood commandments out of the windows of restored El Camino chariots to keep the warmth in their blood. Be wise. Be smart. Be black opal, brown quartz, bloodstone, and prayer. Be every form of gem. See King told scribe, 
scribe told son, son told wife, wife told her daughter, and daughter told the ancestors, and the ancestors told me that you would come to give wisdom to thousands. They said you would come dropping gems. Dropping gems. Welcome back to another episode of the Dropping Gems podcast, your soft place to land for conversations on higher consciousness and tangible, applicable tools to make all that healing real and sustainable in your everyday life. Hello, I'm Debbie Brown. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, everyone that has hit me up on IG. We had some really fun Q&A episodes recently. So much love to everyone that connected with those questions and connected with the answers and let me know. Of course, as always, I'm on Instagram at Debbie Brown. And take a second to sign up for my newsletter. If you go to the website, DebbieBrown.com, you can sign up right there for my newsletter. And twice a month, I'm sending out tools, tips, and different things that I'm connecting with in the space of mindfulness and mindful awareness. Uh, so check out that, that newsletter there. And today's episode, wow, 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 wow. Let me go back first. Let me start by letting everyone know that, you know, I believe it was season two, I was able to have this amazing being on the show. And ever since they were on that episode, that show has become such a favorite. It is shared nonstop. The views on the Instagram from our conversations we've had are always a favorite. And it is just always such a pleasure to be in conversation with this gorgeous soul. So on today's episode, without further ado, I have the amazing Diego Perez. Diego Perez is a meditator and New York Times bestselling author who is widely known on Instagram and various social media networks through his pen name, Young Pueblo. Online, he has an audience of over 2.2 million people. His writing focuses on the power of self-healing, creating healthy relationships, and the wisdom that comes when we truly work on knowing ourselves. His two books, Inward and Clarity and Connection, were both instant bestsellers. Diego's third book, Lighter, will be coming out on October 4th, 2022. Young Pueblo is the pen name of writer Diego Perez, and it means young people. The name is meant to convey that humanity is entering an era of remarkable growth and healing when many will expand their self-awareness and release old burdens. Without further ado, my friend, welcome to the show, Young Pueblo, Diego Perez. Hey, my friend. It's been a little while, but I'm glad we're getting to do this again. I know. It has been a while. And it's so, what's so interesting, first of all, the episode we previously did is such a listener favorite. And we had the chance in oh, the midst cool. of the pandemic to do this podcast together with your last book and also to do some IG lives on social. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we were really exploring and expanding um, on, on such a important flow of healing in such an important time in human history. So it is always an honor to be in conversation with you. Yeah, likewise. I love the rhythm that we have together. So it's, um, yeah, feeling really fortunate that we get to do this again. So you have a new book out and I want to go ahead and lead with this. I have so many things I want to talk about with you, but 
I was really sitting with your book, especially, you know, quite a bit this week. And, you know, I think this goes without saying, which it's obvious as a New York Times bestselling author and someone with millions and millions of followers, but your words, (laughs) you know, as someone who is a, a healer and works with a lot of energy, when I pick up your books, when I even pick up your Instagram and connect to your writing, it almost feels like there's this surge of Reiki energy coming off the screen or off the pages into me. Like I feel the layering of your mastery and your practice within each letter. And it's just such a such a healing and such a profound gift you have with being able to do that. Wow, thank you so much. That's such a high compliment. Um, you know, a lot of it I attribute it just to the practice, like I, I'm really diligent about continuing yeah. my Vipassana practice about, you know, meditating my two hours a day and just having that be like the two arcs that hold everything together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I don't, I don't meditate to be a writer. I meditate for my freedom, but, um, but undoubtedly, you know, the more I meditate, the more I feel sort of, um, like this creative flow is able to come forward and yeah. I'm able to Im- like sort of combine that creative flow with what I'm understanding about myself and just the human experience in general. Mm. I love when you say I meditate for my freedom. I would love to sit in that for a second. I did a podcast episode recently where I was exploring the gifts of meditation and mm. something I think that's so important about, especially this moment in time is those that share through themselves what the practice has done for them. I think for a very long time, um, people that were enlightened with meditation, you had to kind of change the language so that the masses could connect. So the framework Mm. of talking about meditation was always, or largely, not always, but largely through the lens of Zen, peace, inner calm. Mm. And that language is challenging for people that have had complex lived experience. Because it's a feeling that has never been felt and doesn't actually make sense. And you wonder, well, why do I need that? Why do I need to be still? And so lately, I've been really connecting just in deep thought of how meditation uniquely feels in my own body. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that meditation for freedom is so real. And I was thinking through my lens, um, you know, I meditate so I can be the mother my son deserves. That's mm. something that comes really mm-hmm. forward for me as as why my practice is so important. And lately, I've been really enjoying like this more electrified energy in my practice. Like the meditation feels so pleasurable. Like you're just feeling like, wow, I'm restoring myself. I'm opening myself. I'm freeing creations inside of me. Uh, I, I would love to talk about your practice, especially sure. since, since you do such a beautiful, full two-hour practice with yourself that brings you Mm -hmm. your freedom. What does that feel like for you? And how have you noticed changes um, over the the last few years? Um, Yeah, that's a great question. And I love that you're illuminating um, how how we talk about meditation, how that's evolved over time. Because the way I think about it now is like uh, an awareness of the inner turbulence. You know, it's not so much like forcing myself to be still, but just appreciating these like constant fluctuations that are happening, like not just at the physical level, but at the emotional level. And, um, and, you know, not trying to force yourself to be 
common concentrated, but allowing that to naturally arise by appreciating how turbulent sometimes can be. Um, mm. And I think um, for for me, right, the Vipassana practice, so I meditate in the Ubakin uh, Goenka tradition uh, coming out of Burma. And it is a, you know, it's really about tapping into uh, the flow of impermanence that's happening in the body, about just mm. feeling how, you know, everything is really changing. Um, and being able to just sort of keep that attention within the framework of the body, I think has helped me just stay connected to that truth that things are always changing. And this is like something that you find common throughout, you know, from a lot of different wisdom teachers talking about the power of impermanence and um, how important it is to be understanding of the fact that things will always change. But there's something that, um, that this practice is, you know, it's not just at the intellectual level. It's not just like, reminding myself, oh, things will change. But, you know, I actually get to sit down and during during those two hours a day and like literally connect again with the fact that everything's changing, you know? So mm -hmm. it's not just a thought or, um, you know, something that I'm trying to remind myself of. It's an experience. I get to feel it. I get to feel the change happening. And um, I think it's changed me a, a lot over time because, you know, I used to have a really static sense of self and now my sense of self just feels much more open. And, um, mm. you know, like I care a lot less about um, trying to keep myself one way. And I'm more so just like, let me just move and flow. Like, let's just see what's happening now. And, you know, my change, like my, uh, you know, my taste will change and, you know, what I want to read or what I want to watch or, um, or, you know, what trips my wife and I want to go take and stuff like that. And it's just like, let's just keep evolving and moving and letting it all flow. And I think uh, and the embrace of change has ha actually helped me stay much more in alignment with, um, you know, the, the way that I want to live in my life. Yeah. Wow. 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 You know, with that kind of connection and, and detachment that's present, how do you feel that the last few years have played into that? You know, I've been looking, mm -hmm. I think so many of us have been looking a lot at some of the, even in such a challenging time and in a multitude of ways for people, there is this felt knowing that an awakened path or even sometimes a, fa a spiritual fast tracking was kind of possible over the last couple of years, I think, for those that were aware of it. So as you're as you're speaking to that connection to the impermanence and to detaching from roles, mm -hmm. from outcomes, did you notice any new knowings around that or any kind of beneficial um, layering to it that happened yeah. within the last couple of years? Because we are still so deeply entrenched in like a living expanded version of what impermanence is right now. Yeah. I mean, things are changing very fast. And I think the way, um, you, you know, it's become really clear the challenges that we have as a humanity, right? As yes. a whole, we have these massive challenges. Um, and I think what impermanence has shown me and just like what the practice has revealed inside of me and other people and just like my fellow meditators, you know, like I'm really fortunate to have a strong community of people that like, um, that are, you know, great friends of mine who 
um, also meditate in the same tradition. And they, they just like, you know, they've all changed so much over the past few years and in ways that are so powerful. Like there's so much more honesty, so much more virtue, so much more like mm. um, just ability to, to be like calmly present in chaos, um, which is like an attribute that I'm constantly trying to cultivate. And I see my, you know, comrades cultivate too. And, um, and I think what that's shown me, and especially as I was finishing lighter, like as I was wrapping that book up, I was like, you know what, let me just really tell the truth. Like, let me, let me really, mm-hmm. let me really say what I think. And I, I really feel that what's emerging, especially out of this last decade or so is the beginning of a healing generation. Um, mm-hmm. Like there are so many people who are actively healing themselves in a way that I think is unprecedented, like literally millions of people around the world, like millions and millions of people around the world who are, you know, realizing how important it is to take care of their mental health, who are starting to pick up some form of meditation or another, or who are starting to like take therapy seriously, or who are even, you know, doing neither, but are actively spending time being introspective, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're like journaling and trying to figure themselves out and tapping into their emotional history and finding ways to let go that suits them well. To me, that's the missing piece. Like that's what's always been missing. Like there have always been people who try to change the world for the better, but now we actually have tools that help us change ourselves simultaneously. And this is a long game, right? It's not going to happen fast. Mm. You know, it's not just like like um, you know, people talk about like uh, things speeding up or things quickening, and you know, but I feel like it's it's actually a, it's a slow game. It's something that, um, you know, we will like radically change the way that we treat ourselves, the way we show up in our jobs, the way we rear our families. And that will affect, you know, the people that we raise, like the people who are in the, in the coming generation after us. So I, I, I have a lot of hope. I know we have amazing challenges in front of us that might be quite scary. But at the same time, I don't think that there's been that many people who are actively healing themselves on the world right now. Never. Yeah. Never, never, never. And I think a lot about, you know, something that that Deepak has has said for a very, very long time is, you know, his mission is to get a billion people meditating so we can reach a critical mass to shift consciousness forward. And it feels like that is this moment. And it feels Mm -hmm. like we're creating a new blueprint for the human of emotional regulation. And that is something that I think has never, it has never existed in our species before. It's not something that has ever um, kind of been universally role modeled, taught or Mm -hmm. shared. Um, And it's so necessary for evolution and advancement, especially in a way that also heals and preserves earth as a planet to keep us alive. So it's just, it's fascinating. It's utterly fascinating watching right now the effect in real time that even just two years of mass collective mm-hmm. awareness, introspection, healing is shifting um, and will shift generations and generations of people. Yeah, I think it's exciting. And I, I you know, I think a lot about history because I love to read history. Um, and I feel like, you know, a lot of human history has been quite chaotic and quite dangerous. Um, but I'd rather be born now than in another time, to be pretty yeah. honest, right? Like I'd rather be alive <laughs> now. Um, and um, 
you know, like, I, like, yeah, like, I, you know, my people were like, they emerged out of genocide. You know, this world used to be quite, quite a mess. But I feel like, even though there, there are these massive challenges, I think there's more hope than ever before. And, you know, even a friend, like, I literally, I woke up this morning, and the first text that I got was of a dear friend of mine. And she took her first silent 10 day course, and she sent a picture and she was just beaming like beaming and this is you know someone that i definitely hold dear and it's like uh it's just inspiring and i was like uh you know waking up and being like oh man like i have to wait you know i'm gonna do another 10-day course in december and i'm like oh, i have to wait all the way to december like i wish i was there with her you know also yeah. meditating but yeah i think these are exciting times yeah it's so exciting and especially i i've noticed like when i'm craving meditation when i'm like let me try to get an extra couple in today because <laughs> it's feeling so good i'm like okay yeah this is this is a very exciting time so your latest book lighter which mm-hmm. i am so happy to have and will be in stores october 4th 2022 mm-hmm. um what is what is what is this path that we're on with this book because this was I felt like this was a whole new side of Young Pueblo mm-hmm. and the depth was obvious, you know, that that is you, that is your essence. But there was this, um, hmm, this book really felt like a divine bridge between your humanity and your divinity. And it created this permission um, in an even deeper way, I think, for people to come forward in their imperfection to grow, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. expand. What first, um, what called you to this? When did you know you needed to write it and you needed to write it in this way? Um, so I knew from the get, like, I think when I really started taking um, the idea of, of writing and of sharing on Instagram, you know, I'm talking like 2016, 2017, um, when things first started picking up and, and getting you know, more shared and all of that, I knew I was like, I want to create a book that has everything in it, that has just Mm -hmm. like all the different Mm -hmm. reflections that I've been um, sort of cultivating over time. And I want something that can really sort of just traverse that whole spectrum of healing, you know, from the beginning to like how it, you know, produces global change. Um, And not just build that bridge between personal transformation and global transformation, but to really go deep on the individual transformation level and just see, you know, what is letting go like? What is healing like? What is emotional maturity? How does that ripple outward in your life? Um, But then when I started talking to my editor, who he was the one who reached out to me, and it was funny because at first um, I wasn't responding to his emails and my literary agent, she like called me and she was like, hey, like call call this guy back, you know? <laughs> and um, and it was so good that she stepped in because after we started having a conversation, um, he was like, hey man, like you got a book right there, you know? Cause I initially wanted to put a, a book together, but that it wasn't, you know, sort of like a straightforward nonfiction book, but just a book of essays. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, you can just connect all of them. He's like, just, you know, they could just be one book. And, um, and like a light bulb just went off in my head and I was like, wow, this person's so correct, you know, and I Mm -hmm. hadn't quite seen that before. Um, and then when I got to writing, I I was writing the book and, um, he helped me so much because he was the one who kept pushing me and being like, you know, you got to put more of your story in here. You got to put more Mm -hmm. of your story. Like, you know, people need to know and, um, and see, um, the way that, 
what you've understood weaves in with your personal, you know, the things that you've overcome and the challenges that you've had. Mm-hmm. And, and it was tough, you know, it was tough um, revealing a lot because I've found that I, I enjoy sitting quietly behind the name Young Pueblo. Like Diego just, you know, sits behind Young Pueblo and it's totally fine. And I, um, it's great, but really sort of challenging myself to put myself out there and just talking about, you know, the, the challenges I had with drugs and the challenges I had with poverty. And um, it was tough, but I'm also glad because I know like a lot of people are going through the same thing. So hopefully they find it useful too. That's the piece that I think is so important, you know, and I think for a long time, especially where, um, and for those that, that have been in lineages that they now teach, there was this kind of universal rule of not putting your story into things. Mm. And I remember I had, I was leading um, for, for some of our educators at a global brand that I work with in wellness. I was leading kind of a, a webinar for them about how to connect your words um, with your teachings, your experiences. And there was this deep fear of everyone. And they all said, no, you're not supposed to put yourself in it. That's putting ego into it. And it's like, no, not if it's in service to humanity, because there are people who found this path because of pain, because of arduous trials, because of, you know, a very complex lived experience. And you need to know that people can reach this depth of wisdom, that they can remember their soul in such a way that have gone through hard things too, that have gone through complex things too, that have not loved themselves. And I think that's that's where the greatest shift is, especially for our generation and the generation that comes after and for people of color. That's what makes this work mm-hmm. real. People need it role models. And, you know, I just know that, and your story is so powerful and I was just really in awe and and so grateful with the way that you chose to share so many significant pieces about how hard it does feel, mm-hmm. even when you're healing. And one of the things that in this book, um, in eight, in, in chapter eight, you're speaking to challenges during healing. I would really love to explore that with you, Diego, because... You know, people think you start that meditation practice and then, okay, I found peace. And so now life has to be peaceful. It's like, oh, no, (laughs) no, no, you're just getting started. And actually healing is exhausting. And sometimes you'll resent it and you'll want to to get out of it or reinvent it. Can you talk to me about the challenges during healing? Yeah, I think um, there's one challenge in particular. where, you know, I also, I wanted to backtrack a second because I wanted to like piggyback on what you were saying about sharing the story. And like, I um, really appreciate um, like the Buddhist teaching, like what the Buddha taught to me is like so, so important. And I'm very highly influenced by um, what the Buddha has taught. And you'll look back and everything that people know and understand about the Buddha, especially with the, the earliest texts, like they're all in reference to different points in his life, you know, mm. that they're, they're all like, you're learning mm. about the teaching through his life. So I don't know, I think Ugh. there's something to be said about that because yeah, his life was just like from beginning to end, it was like, wow, like this is something that was like 
it doesn't even make sense. But in my mind, I think of it as positively cataclysmic, like it just like hit the mm. world in this massive way, in a very good way. Wow. Yeah. But um, in terms of, you know, the challenges during healing, I mean, I think one of the ones that I struggled with the most was allowing myself to evolve. You know, because mm. when, especially with the practice that, um, the Vipassana practice that I'm a part of and that I do daily, it's a deconditioning practice. You know, it's a mm. practice of shedding, of like unbinding, of just uh, not only developing more awareness, but of just a big practice and letting go of whatever it was that you were attached to. Um, and what you'll notice is that like, over time, like your preferences change a good amount, mm. you know, like I used to love like drinking and smoking and partying all the time. And, and now I still I, I still enjoy socializing, but I don't as much like I, you know, I find a lot of joy in solitude. And I find a lot of joy just hanging out with like, you know, um, with my wife or with my parents or, or with like one or two friends at a time, as opposed to like, you know, at a party of like 100 people. Um, yeah. And when I realized that those changes were starting to happen, I was like, wow, it's like, you know, can I actually move in this way? Like, is this even allowable? Like, am I going to lose all of my friends? You know, mm -hmm. am I like, can I really just like let myself become someone new? Um, and I think it was scary at first, but then I realized like, why, why, why am I going to fight my own happiness? Like if I, <laughs> if I'm enjoying quietness, like let me enjoy quiet, you know, like what's quiet. And it took a lot of time to be able to really sort of like switch, like what I mentioned before, like switching that sense of identity to be more like a river instead of something so static and, you know, unmoving. Are you all about the NBA action? You got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures like just over the next ridge. Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination 
destination, the journey itself, or both. Your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reuse hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. We had a chance to actually dive into this just a little bit in the last episode, which I hope everyone that is enjoying this episode has heard that episode. And if you haven't, scroll down and listen to it. Um, But, you know, one of the things that I really love in your work is the way you speak at such a micro level to interpersonal relationships. To the way the ways of connection, which of course your best selling book, Clarity and Connection. But you know, you've spoken a lot about your relationship with your wife and how mm-hmm. you both have allowed and created this space for those different evolutions to come, and you still found yourself facing one another and coming towards one another. Just any thoughts on that as as one grows, as one shifts, as one heals themselves. Um ways to think of relationship, ways to relate to relationships? Yeah, I love that question because it's something that I'm, I spend a lot of time thinking about now because, um, you know, my wife and I, we used to have a relationship that was just absolutely chaotic. You know, it was, it was, was, um, I, I think of it, the beginning of our relationship, those first few years were like a hurricane. 
And, um, you know, once we started meditating and once we started taking our individual transformation seriously, our individual healing, um, slowly harmony started entering mm-hmm. our, our field, our space, our home. And that harmony really stemmed from um, us building self-awareness. And, you know, we've learned over time that like, like a few key things that I think have really sort of, you know, shifted our relationship. Like one being that we really need to listen selflessly to each other, like Mm. selflessly. Like I need to be able to just take in your perspective without immediately trying to be like, oh, but you did this. Oh, but Mm. like, you know, like this is what you did to me. It's like first, like, you know, not first, but, you know, we can take turns just like, I want to hear your perspective. And then after that, I'll share my perspective. And you know what? We don't even need to pick like who's right. Like who's Mm. right doesn't matter. What matters is that we understand each other. And when we sort of shift that from like winning to just being like, oh, like why did this conflict even happen? Like what's going on with me? And like, you know, tell me about what's going on with you. And let's sit down and really just like not like, necessarily fix this but let me just understand you i want to understand you um Mm. and that has like made such a massive difference because like we still have like moments where you know we're like um say something silly to each other or or, like you know just some you know points of friction but now because we're not trying to win because before we used to try to win we used to try to be like oh i'm right and you need to apologize and you're you know you did this and and it's totally your fault and a lot of the times, I would say like 95% of the time, it's not like that at all. What was actually mm. happening was that I didn't feel good or she didn't feel good. And because we're so close to each other, it's just really easy to project onto each other. Mm. So to, com- to combat that, what we do is like often in the morning, we tell each other how we feel, you know, where we are in our emotional spectrum. And, you know, we woke up. We wake up and, you know, she lets me know if she's like, oh, you know, I don't feel that good today. And I'm like, great. You know, like, thank you for letting me know. And like, she knows and I know. So I know that I can support her. And, you know, also like admitting it to yourself, what emotion you're passing through just makes it, um, it helps you like own it without sticking to it. And just Mm -hmm. because like oftentimes we'll say, you know, oh, I like have a lot of anger coming up or a lot of like, you know, sadness coming up or I just feel so down. Um, but it's not like I feel down. It's more like the feeling like, you know, it's moving through me right now. And I don't, I don't, it doesn't belong to me. It's just passing by. And um, I think that's really just been so helpful in, in, you know, it really is like a micro situation because it's like tending to our relationship from moment to moment. Mm. I mean, that right there. Yeah. <laughs> Even, you know, just the idea of the safety and the freedom and being able to just call out what is about how I'm personally feeling mm-hmm. and it not be taken personally or not feel like a challenge to the other person um, that you're in relationship with is so powerful. And I think it's so uh, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful role modeling, I think, for a lot of people listening. You spoke to Diego, um, you know, the the way of being that you're currently enjoying, which is, you know, having just enjoying less, but deeper is kind of what I heard. Yeah, in that. Yeah. You know, like it's higher quality ingredients almost that are perfect <laughs> for this season, you know, yeah. of, of your journey and you can do with less. How how have you 
related to or experienced your relationship with your parents or family as someone that has been on this self-healing journey and that shares mm. so much healing with others? Um, it's been, I mean, it's been a really beautiful, like in two ways. I feel like um, with my dad, you know, we have like just this profoundly loving relationship. Like we've always had this really, really deep connection. Um, but now it's more vocal than it was before. Mm. Um, cause like he always, you know, would take care of us and make sure we're, you know, we have the, what we need to survive. Um, but now like, it's so easy to just tell him like, I love him. And he tells me he loves me. And, and I think it's, it, you know, I think when, when I started healing myself and I really took a moment to just really let him know that I love him a lot, um, it, things changed. And I remember like this one particular moment where, where I hugged him tightly and was like, you know, I really love you and love, you know, I'm so grateful for everything you've done for us. And now he's just much more open than he used to be. And I don't know if it helped him like, you know, put his guard down just disarm himself. Um, but I see him vocalizing his love for like more of our family now, you know, for my cousins in Ecuador and, you know, we have like a chat group with everybody and he's always like, you know, he's always um, been a really like uh, funny and uh, makes a lot of jokes, but there's just even more love now behind um, what he does. And he just like actively is like, yeah, he just loves his family. And um, I think part of that, you know, it's his own work too that he's doing, but part of that kind of like rippled out from me just being a little more open with him. I think like, uh, eight years back. And I think similarly with my mom, I feel like we're able to like talk a lot more, like a lot more openly now that we, you know, weren't able to before, because in the past, um, our family relationship was much more about survival, right? Like mm -hmm. we were, we were fighting through mm -hmm. poverty together. And, um, and my mom and dad were like constantly busy, constantly tired, because they were just working so hard. My mom, she um, used to clean houses and my dad, um, he uh, worked in supermarkets and, you know, we were stuck in that American poverty trap where it was just like, it's going to be really hard for you to pull yourself out of that. Um, so I think a lot of times, like there was definitely a lot of love in my family, but it was like, you know, that, that tension of like, how are we going to pay the rent next and how are we going to get food on the table type stuff? Um, but now that there's a lot less of that because, <clears throat> you know, I'm older and I can help support my parents and <clears throat> my brother and sister are also older and they have their jobs and, you know, we can all sort of take care of each other better. Um, there's less pressure on my mom and dad now and they, you, I can, you know, we can actively see that because they don't fight with each other. You know, like when, like when we were little, um, they would fight often, but it wasn't because they disliked each other, but it was because they had no one else to project their tension onto because they were so stressed out about money. Um, but yeah, I think um, the other thing that's been special with, you know, especially with the relationship with my mom is that um, I tell her a lot about the meditation journey and about like what I'm learning and, you know, what I go through during retreats. And I think it's really like expand her sense of spirituality um, where you know, she feels like how deep our connection is. And, um, 
you know, even though she like she's, you know, she loves Jesus and goes to church every Sunday. She also is starting to expand her idea of like, um, you know, was this just one life? Like, you know, I feel it because she also feels like we've all known each other for multiple lives, too. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, mama gonna love Christ consciousness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, as time wow. keeps going. Yeah, she's evolving. As you were, um, hmm, I feel like a lot coming into my heart right now. I got chills um, and one of the parts of what you were saying, because I instantly felt the grace that's available right now for those listening and the compassion that's available as we look at the structures of our family, because mm-hmm. um, it's really important for a lot of us, especially in communities of color and in communities of color in America, where there is so much, so much, so much structural oppression everywhere. (sighs) You said, um, you were talking about the way your parents uh, really didn't have a choice in experiencing one another and projecting of the stresses that they were feeling because of the world that they lived in. And I just think how many of our family structures, you know, even as we explore therapy, right? Even as we unpack our personal journeys, um, as we use terms, even as dysfunctional family systems, kind of coming into a new view that includes more compassion about how it felt for our parents, for our family members to live in those times and what that did to their personalities, what that did to the way they felt about themselves, what they did, what that did to the way they were able to voice and share how they felt about us. That's, that's just so powerful. Yeah. I love that you're pulling on that thread because one effect can have a lot of causes and, Mm. you know, just, you know, (laughs) Um, the same way that, you know, someone could have struggled like with their parents. Um, and then we're feeling that sort of intergenerational struggle impinging on us. Um, there are these like social economic pressures that are pushing upon our families too. Like, it's literally like pressure. Like I think of it almost like when I picture my family sort of navigating, um, America and like all of us as immigrants, all of us, like you know, um, now being like in a space that, um, where we're, you know, we're like our, having our brown skin, like it, um, and struggling through poverty, it felt like we were like in a submarine and, you know, we're like the pressure just keeps pushing in and you can like hear the metal crack and like, you know, you're worried that you're just going to get crushed. Um, and we were fortunate, we were fortunate to have not gotten crushed, but I've seen a lot of other you know, families of like beautiful families, bright people who, you know, like tough things happen to them, you know, like having some of their children go to jail or I don't know, just like having, you know, people like I remember when I went to high school um, in Boston public schools um, during that time, if you were Latinx, you had a 50% chance of graduating. So that, that means like one in two, like, you know, like literally like there's two people, only one of you made it. and like that type of pressure was wild, like how people were just falling out left and right. I remember when we 
graduated high school, like our, you know, our class was so much smaller than what it started with. And like what it, you know, how then the amount of people that we originally started with. And it was sad because we were, you know, I went to a school um, that was really diverse, like really, really diverse. Like that school probably only had like maybe like 30% white people, but then you had like, you know, a huge number of um, like Caribbean people, like uh, a lot of people from like Vietnam, a lot of people from all over South America. So we're talking like, you know, you get like a little piece of the world in this school. Um, oh, that's highly diverse. Yeah. And it was, it was great. You know, um, it was wonderful being able to be in that environment um, as a young person, but but it was also tough seeing that like at my school too, like everybody had a job, you know, like we were all like 14, 15, like everybody had a job. Cause like nobody's parents had money like that. And um, I remember having one friend who, while he was in high school, he was literally still working 40 hours a week. And, um, and it was like, uh, you know, people were just hustling because that's what, yeah. you know, we had no other option. Like we weren't just, able to have like tons of extracurriculars and all that stuff. I was like, no, nah, we need to make money because or else we're going to just be hungry. Oh, wow. And these are the things that we all have to really be investigating on a healing journey. You know, I think for for this generation that's called to this awakened path, I, I think many of us recognize we're healing backwards and we're healing forwards, right? Mm, we're, we're setting yeah. our parents and our grandparents free through the healing that we embody. Right. Not just learn, but the healing that we embody. Mm -hmm. And then we're changing the trajectory of the future. And these are these are the lenses we also have to look for. We have to be able on this journey to hold multiple truths at once, especially about our own family systems and the true depth of role that the environments you live in place on you. The layering that that does in this experience. Um, Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I love that the direction our conversation is going in too, because it makes me think a lot about how, like, obviously our world right now functions in a way where profit is most important. Um, But I'm hoping that, like, out of this healing generation can come a new sort of motivation, and that motivation being um, uplifting human dignity. Right. So like human dignity as like, okay, this is how we're going to try to design our society. This is how we're going to try to make things structurally compassionate. Um, And I think, you know, that doesn't mean like solving everyone's problem or, you know, no one being wealthy anymore, because that's that's a lot of the fears is that, you know, things will immediately go to an extreme. And like, you know, people who are really wealthy are afraid of losing all their wealth or you know, people like who are um, very, you know, love their individualism are afraid of losing their individualism, but it's more so about balance. It's about, Mm. you know, protecting the rights of the individual so that they may, yeah, they may profit from the things that they create. But at the same time, we deeply understand that we are are a collective um, and that we should treat each, each other as such. And by caring for one another, right, it actually uplifts my own happiness. Like it's hard for me to enjoy like um you know whatever i've amassed for myself if i know that a few blocks down someone's hungry and starving right like that's obviously going to impede in your happiness so if we're able to support each other in meeting people's material needs 
then I think um, we'll all be collectively happier. And I think it's hard, you know, that's going to, it's going to take decades to be able to solve that and to be able to see like, oh yeah, we should sort of expand our idea of human rights and we should, you know, mm. everyone should have access to good schools. Everyone should have access to food and to housing. And um, we're not going to just, you know, like I said, solve everything for everyone, but we're going to create a new benchmark and uplift that benchmark so that um, everyone is more cared for than before. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. What are you hoping um, that everyone that gets this book walks away with? Oh, I hope inspiration. I hope that they, um, I hope this is the type of book that <clears throat> makes you reflect on how far you've come and mm. makes you like, you know, once you're done with it, you close it and you're like, all right, I'm ready to go back in. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to keep unbinding. I'm ready to keep, you know, doing all this shedding work because like, that's why I named the book lighter. You know, it's not just about like, I, I really fundamentally believe that enlightenment is possible. Like pe there are people out there who are enlightened yeah. and, and it's possible for the human being, but um, what's more accessible than, than that is becoming lighter. Like, you know, we carry this deep, this heaviness of the past and we're repeating the past over and over again through our reactions. And when you become aware of that and you start unbinding those habit patterns, you feel lighter. Your mind feels lighter. Your mind feels clearer. You can connect with people better. And um, I think if we keep doing that deep personal work, um, it's going to be easier to align with our align ourselves with um, good movements that are helping you know make the world into a better place, or just good actions in our neighborhoods, and just like adding to the to that structural compassion that we really need to build. Wow. 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 Everyone go get this book. I'm pretty certain that everyone listening to this show already follows you on Instagram. But if you don't, everyone, Young Pueblo on IG, get your life. It is um, the reflections always mean the world to me and almost everything that catches my eye as I'm scrolling from you. it. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Spiritual <laughs> surgery went straight into the heart. Yes, I feel that. Yes, I connect with that. Your latest book is now on sale. Uh, we'll be out in stores, depending on when you hear this episode, by the top of October 2022. It is called Lighter. And if you haven't yet, you got to get the OG too, Clarity and Connection. Mm. Young Pueblo, thank you so much. Diego, my friend, thank you so much for joining us again. And thank you for sharing yourself in such a complete and open way. Um, this is going to, I just know, change the scope of so many people's lives and what is possible for them. Thank you so much too. Honestly, it's... um. It's incredible when when you and I talk, it's just like time moves so fast and I'm always so grateful. Um, but yeah, thank you for everything that you're doing for the world and uh, just the light that you're bringing forward. I think it's going to help a lot of us. So thank you. Mm, thank you. I love you, my friend. Cannot wait to see you in person. Likewise, so much love. Elevated conversation, my jam. Such a pleasure as always to have Young Pueblo, Diego Perez on the show in conversation. If you haven't yet, you got to check out the last episode we did as well in season two. 
and head to my Instagram. We had a couple really amazing conversations on IG Live. If you look in my videos at Debbie Brown, go get this book. Make sure you have a journal close so that you're, as you're reading Diego's powerful words, you are also able to connect to the words that are longing to be expressed from your own heart and soul. And if you get a chance, if you connected to this episode, I highly recommend consider sharing it with three people. Maybe someone that you know could really use this, someone that you know is right on track with a conversation like this, um, and maybe someone in your family system or someone that you want to have a deeper connection with. This could be a great opportunity to start that conversation. All right. Much love, everyone, for listening. We will be back here next week. Go ahead and drop a rating and review if you have a moment in the Apple Store. Big love. Namaste. Namaste. Hey, find me on social. Let's connect. At Debbie Brown. That's Twitter and Instagram. Or go to my website, DebbieBrown.com. And if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please don't forget to rate review, and subscribe. And send this episode to a friend. Dropping Gems is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. It's produced by Jack Please and me, Debbie Brown. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.